Hey, I'm Erica Jarvis. And I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. The podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Exactly. When you're done with the show, come join us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcastRWD or be our friend on Facebook. Search Podcast Rewind. And don't forget, you guys are the most important to us. So come and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, now on Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Exactly. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Podcast Rewind, episode 34, a day late, but maybe not a dollar short. Two days late. Two days late and a few dollars short. (laughs) Everybody, welcome to the show. I am one half of your hosts, Erica Jarvis. I'm on Insta, Twitter, and every other social media you can find at Erica Jarvis. I'm Amy Randolph, the other co-host of Podcast Rewind. You can be found on the internet, Instagram, or Twitter at I'm Amy, oh God, Randolph. (laughs) I'm getting the oh God part out. (laughs) All right, people. You are choked up. I'm a literal hot mess today. Yeah, you are. I have, uh, my makeup is smudged, my hair (laughs) is up, I'm still sweating. I've been sweating all day long. I've been installing carpet, but not really. I've been supervising Supervising. a carpet install at my beautiful uh, mother's new house in Leesburg. I know I've talked about this before. I'm a very good daughter. I've been a very good girl today. (laughs) Are you saying that to yourself or for her? (laughs) I need for her to repeat that back to me (laughs) at a later time. But um, look, my feet stink. (laughs) My hair's a mess. I am a hot mess express. And what do you do when you're hot and you can't take it anymore and you're a little stressed out? You drink? You drink. Nice. Uh, so cheers, cheers to you. Well, that I'm, doesn't sound anything well, with your koozie. My beer can in a koozie, because that's just appropriate for right now. Yeah. Um, I'm having, we've had this beer, I think, on the show before. Yeah. Crooked Can Brewing Company from right up the road in Winter Garden, Florida. I'm having their High Stepper American IPA. Yeah, we called them out on the episode that was all dedicated to Florida. Yes, And um, what ails you went to Crooked Can. Right. Yeah, so we drink some high stepper in honor of that show. Mm-hmm. Well, I am doing another summery beverage, just like a little vodka sodes with some lemons. So nice and refreshing. Because yes. it is balls hot up. My car said 105 degrees today when I got into it. It's, uh, look, I, it's too much. It is too, too much. much. It's too soon. It's too much. It's too soon. The summer solstice is like upon us, but it's not here yet. So chill the fuck out, Florida. I know, right? We complained weeks ago about like the rain and now we're like, oh, it's so hot. Guys, in just a couple of months, we will be bragging about how beautiful it is. But until then, you know, just bear with us and pretend to love us. But <laughs> you are checking us out a couple of days short, like we mentioned. And we did just want to say... If you're new to Podcast Rewind or if you've been here for a while, we like to drop our shows on Sunday, which generally isn't a typical day to drop a podcast. Normally, everybody drops on Tuesdays, and they do that whole line at the end of a show. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) Only the shows you listen to. Only the shows you listen to. No, murder shows don't do that. That's so fucking weird. But so our reasoning behind a Sunday show is because our goal here at Podcast Rewind is to recap all of these podcasts that we're listening to that we heard through that we the week heard through the week and yeah. so that way on Sunday going into your Monday morning you can hear everything from the last week prepare yourself go back and do some more deep dives and listens before all the new shows start on Tuesday so just want to let you guys know um, we are always going to continue to do our best to get a show out on Sunday but sometimes 
the Lord works in mysterious right. ways, and Amy and I just can't. Just can't get to it. Get to so it. this is a Tuesday night podcast. Um, happy Wednesday morning, reminders. <laughs> have fun listening We hope tomorrow. you have missed us and stick with us <laughs> in the future. Um, well, Amy, now that we've talked about what we have been drinking, a little bit more about the show, is there anything that you can get your hot, sweaty mess around and be obsessed with? I am obsessed with something yes. this week. I am obsessed with this beautiful button that I've been exercising on Instagram labeled unfollow. I love an unfollow. I, God, it feels good. I'm having the greatest time unfollowing yes. celebrities on Instagram. Which, <laughs> boy, I was, last night I watched you follow like 10 Bravo people you weren't following. Yes. You're like Kelly Dunn. Yes. So and so, yes. So I think when I joined Instagram forever ago... You know, it, it says, here's who you should follow. And Instagram and Twitter both do this yeah. kind of vortex thing to you. If you follow one celebrity, it says, oh, well, if you like Sarah Hyland, don't you also like Ty Burrell? And then you're uh-huh. just down the rabbit hole, and then you're on to the next show. And you pile all these celebrities that, for that yeah, very moment, really you're like, okay, sure. And then I think pre-Instagram stories, it was those people would filter in, and you could just scroll by. But now I'm so obsessed with checking Instagram stories. Oh, they're the best. They're they're great, except that I follow so many celebrities that I actually didn't care that much about. Or stars from reality shows whose seasons are over, like old Bachelor Nation stars. Yeah. And it was this week that I was going through stories, and I was thinking to myself, like, man, I almost don't like Instagram stories anymore because there's so many people in my story feed that I don't care about. And then I had this epiphany. That it was you? I don't have to see this shit. <laughs> you don't, I don't want them. to. No. So I've been going through stories and like kind of doing that joy thing. Like that. Um, oh, the condo method? The con- does it bring, yes. hold something right. that does it bring you joy? Right. If you clean out your closet, yeah. there's this method of when you decide to keep something or get rid of it. Whether you it brings you joy. Yes. I've been staring at these celebrity Instagram stories going, <laughs> you have, you, have you given me any joy lately? <laughs> Or has our time together passed? And have you given me any influencer codes that I've wanted right. to use? So I am unfollowed. Like, Jade and Tanner, check your note. Oh, yeah. Because um, here's the thing. You're not following them, but if you wanted to go find them and see what they're up to, you easy can enough. search it. Easy enough. Exactly. Busy Phillips. Oh, uh, you're done keeping me busy. <laughs> Jesus. That girl. Um, I'm finding I joy. My own thoughts. And I'm finding new room for new celebrities. I was shocked by how few of the teen moms I was following <laughs> until this week. Because now i got them all. Oh, um, I'm following now, like, the whole cast of Dallas, and not just Brandy. Uh-huh. So I'm, I am caring about who I care about. And look, celebrities, be on the lookout, because y'all about to have one less follow. <laughs> if you put too many stories that annoy me. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm obsessed. It feels good. It's cleansing. It's amazing. It's petty. It's worth an obsession. <laughs> right. It truly is. It is. So funny. What are you obsessed with this week? Well, I kind of have two things. Okay. One, um, one of my good friends from California is um, flying into Orlando as we podcast. She's going to be here for a week and a half. Hey, girl. Yeah, so my friend Jen, she's given us some great podcast recommendations in the past. And she and I are planning a staycation day over at one of the resorts here in town. And my goal is to go from the pool to the room for a refill of drinks and back to the pool and then that's it. I fully support that. Right? And it's supposed to rain, of course, Sunday night and so we were like, we could go see a movie or we could sit in and do face masks and drink wine in the room and I was like, (laughs) yeah, I can totally do that too. So that's my like, oh, I'm a really good person obsession. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My petty. But for real. But for real, my obsession currently is, and I talked about it I think like last week or so with Watch What Crappens and how Trashly from Southern Charm yeah, yeah. is just the worst or best reality villain we have right now. 
Well, so all of these, like, Twitter bots are starting to tweet out things like, oh, Ashley's going to, you know, be vindicated. Don't just you wait. Ashley is the greatest. Hashtag Team Ashley. And Catherine Dennis, who's on the show, who's, like, her foe, if you will, yep. just keeps retweeting everything and writing, hi, Ashley. <laughs> I <laughs> see you, bitch. Oh, my God. It's so good. I mean, it got picked up all over. People were talking about it. And I was just like, oh, I'm obsessed. Queen. It A-W-E-E-N. Queen. It's lovely. Oh, it really so is. Good. I'm not a huge follower of the show, as you know, but you were sharing me that, and I was giggling like a fool last night. Oh, whenever you see me you're watching it, you're like, what's happening? What are we doing? It's yes. like, I know you're not watching, but you're living through it. They're having a great season, so look, I'm here for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so do we feel like we have settled into our podcast seats appropriately until get to business? I will continue stretching my arms, but I'm afraid to raise them because my pits might smell. Oh, thank you. Oh. So we should probably talk about podcasts. Sounds great. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Sure. Um, let me pop up a new show that I listened to this week um, from someone that y'all may know. If you've ever heard or taken my recommendation to go listen yourself to My Favorite Murder, uh-huh. then clearly you will know the name Stephen Ray Morris. He's the producer on the show. And he's, I think his kind of gig in life is to be an audio person. I think that he was producing several shows. Yeah. They got a hold of him when they started their podcast, and he's become like a really cool, fun side character Mm -hmm. on My Favorite Murder. And then turns out, I was listening to their show this week. It was a great episode, and they were talking to Steven about his own podcast. Awesome. And he has one of those obsession niche podcasts. Yes. And it's about Jurassic Park. Of course. And everything Jurassic Park related. And obviously right now it's like, you you know, golden golden ticket time for him because this weekend Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom comes out here in America. So Steven's uh, podcast is called See Jurassic Right. Okay. uh, Hosted by him. Sometimes he has guests on. But he was talking about his episode from this week and it sounded so cool. I had to go listen to it. Yeah. So, turns out, there's this, like, soccer tournament that's really big right now. Do you know anything about the, the World's Chalice? Maybe... I'm, I'm sorry. I don't... I know, Earth I know college football, and that's all I know. <laughs> all right. I won't pretend to, that I know anything else. Obviously, the World Cup is happening right now. Okay. I know that because something, 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 like, I saw it on the internet. But, like, for the most part, <laughs> I had no idea it was even coming all right. to prepare for it. Well, oh, fuck. It is here. And in America, there are some people that are really excited about it. But look, in Europe and in South America, the World Cup mm-hmm. is a big fucking deal. Bigger than the Olympics, I think. I agree. I don't really know. But anyway. I don't like the Olympics. Because the World Cup is happening right now, and I think they're getting into a pretty tense time. Yeah. The producers of the new Jurassic Park movie were like, we can't release worldwide right now. Mm-hmm. When we've They've already set the American release date for now, but they were like, we can't released during the World Cup. No one comes see our movie. No, not internationally. You're totally right. So over there, they released the new movie two weeks ago. Awesome. And Stephen Ray Morris, host of See Jurassic Right and obsessor of all things Jurassic Park, could not let himself know that there was a Jurassic yeah. Park movie out in the world that he couldn't go see. So he flew himself over to London two weeks ago. Amazing. To see the premiere, uh, see Jurassic Right, or no, sorry, the premiere of um, <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And the episode last week was called uh, Raptor Reactions. Nice. And it was Steven sitting in the closet of his hotel room in London talking about the movie 
in just the most endearing fanboy oh, love. way. Talking, look, by the way, he loved it. He said he thinks it's the best film since That's the awesome. original. I'm excited. Which, by the way, the original celebrated, I think it's 25th anniversary uh-huh. debut this week, which I remember actually Jurassic Park coming out. And I remember, I mean, I've always been a big fan of the movies myself. Same. So I, that was the other reason I was stoked to know this podcast was out there. Yeah. Um, but look, Stephen is definitely one of those nerdy hipsters. Yeah. And to listen to somebody nerd out about their very favorite nerd thing uh-huh. is just so, I have to use the word again, endearing. It is. It really is. Because when you hear someone talk about something that they're so passionate about, you are like, am I passionate about it now too? Like, it's just, it's it's heartwarming. It's right. so lovely. It brings a smile to my face. I mean, the way he talks about dinosaurs, like dinosaurs are his religion. Awesome. He was even kind of mentioning he has problems with the first Jurassic World movie because I, I, I've i seen it, but I forget to yeah. recall. The park is kind of waning in attendance, I think, in the beginning yeah. of the movie because so they set up a real park. So that's why they have to do the Andromedus Rex. Right. Presented by Verizon. And he is so offended at the notion that anybody oh. could ever wane on their interest in dinosaurs. He has such a great point. He really does. do you ever be like, oh, another Tyrannosaurus like, Rex? The entire premise care? doesn't work because doesn't. there's no way the world will be like, dinosaurs, <laughs> <laughs> no, right. So anyway, see Jurassic right. Now, are you um, saying right as in correct? As in right versus left. Got it. Yes, and is incorrect. Yeah. R-I-G-H-T. Got it. Um, well, yeah. I have to tell Check my friend Jen who's coming in. She's, She's obsessed, huge, right? Huge, huge, huge Jurassic Park fan. She got to meet Jeff Goldblum a couple months ago. Amazing. And she just like ran up to him and was like, I've been waiting my entire life to meet you. <laughs> and he went, I've been waiting my entire life to meet you. As the way Jeff Goldblum would. Uh, Ian Malcolm, God bless you. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you're even a mild Jurassic Park fan, I think you'll like this. That's I like so cool. It. All right, well, I'm going to keep going. Let's stay pop culture Sure. Okay. We did a thing, and I'm mad at us. What did we do? What did we do? We slept on a podcast that has been out there for quite some time, mm. and we did not know about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what makes it worse is these might be our podcast soulmates, or just our friend soulmates in general. Pod friends. Pod friends, because they are two judgy girls. And it is the greatest title of a podcast I have ever heard. You've got Mary by the Bay and Courtney in L.A. And so there are two best friends who, while they live about 400 miles away, that does not stop them from talking all things gossip, celebrity, pop culture, Bravo, reality TV, the works. And so I started listening to you, and I know I got you listening yeah, to it as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we just want to let everyone know, do not sleep on these ladies. No, you go listen. You have to go listen to them. Um, I was listening to one episode where... One of the girls was at, like, a club or something in L.A., and she thought she saw one of the Summer House kids. And so she just, like, <laughs> DM'd her and was like, any chance you're at this bar? She's like, oh, I am. Come say hi. I'm like, <gasps> the, as Ramona would say, the audacity. And I am here for it. I mean, what I love so much about them is that their recaps of the, like, all TV shows are kind of like Watch What Crappens, where they start to do, like, the voices and imitate them, but don't commit to doing every line. They'll just do a scene here or there or something that they thought was funny or deep dive into a conversation. Um, And so they've got that going on, but then they're also kind of like the podcast I've talked about before, I'd Be Friends With Us, just because it is that, you know, full pop culture, two best friends talking. But these girls, well, I'd Be Friends is at about a 20-ish minute these girls can talk for 90 minutes together, like, on Skype, on each other's couches from their respectable homes, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. It's definitely really Bravo TV heavy. Of course. Which is fine by me, but just that I'd point it out. But they do get into other stuff, too, like what's going on out in the world. Yeah. Um, in, in a pop culture type of way. <laughs> exactly. I mean, 
they had lunch with Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic when they were both in L.A., which, spoiler alert, they got to go to the See You Next Tuesday the night. Event. The event of we the Sir Week. Yeah, so if you are a Vanderpump fan, you know all about See You Next Tuesday, hosted by DJ James Kennedy. I thought the cheese to a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> it's not about the pasta. It's so it's about, about the, the pasta. pasta. Anyway, um, I was so jealous that they got to have lunch with Danny Pellegrino because I just think he is adorable and I want him to be my friend. But they went to Tortilla Republic, which is right next door to Sir. Mm-hmm. And I went there when I was in WeHo like a couple of Two, I don't know, a couple years ago. All the times you're in WeHo, it's hard to to keep straight. I go to surf so often, (laughs) Um, but me and my girlfriend did like a WeHo day, and we went to pump, and then like we wanted to go to surf, but it wasn't open yet, so we went to Tortilla Republic and just drank pictures of margaritas, and then went to surf. Yes. I got so drunk, and I got an Uber. One of the girls like called for pizza from the Uber, (laughs) and we made it to the house just at the right time. That was good. It was so good. But yeah, so they got to go to See You Next Tuesday, and I loved how they saw a bunch of people from the show, like Max, who is Lisa Vanderpump's son, (laughs) and the girl kept screaming at him, Maxi boy! (laughs) I was just having the best time listening to them, and what I think is hashtag relatable is how they will go off on a tangent, and it doesn't feel... Unlike anything you and I have ever done in a conversation. Or on this podcast. Or on this podcast. Um, like, when they go straight into this whole, like, two-minute bit about how Rockstar jeans from Old Navy are the greatest, I was thinking to myself, first of all, I'm wearing Rockstar jeans from <laughs> Old Navy. I love them. And they're like, oh, but we digress. I'm like, oh, no, but, like, what else do you like? Like, what do you think about pixie cuts? <laughs> <laughs> do you do the ankle length like me because I'm so short? <laughs> but I'm so excited to continue listening because one of the girls, Mary, is a teacher. So... Fun Summer Mary is here, so she's ready to let loose. So I think the next couple pods are going to be great. But, guys, two judgy girls. And in the words of, might have been Carrie from Sex and City, mm-hmm. some people do arts and crafts. We? We, we judge. judge. Well, okay, this is working out so well. Maybe this podcast is not such a hot mess. Because- Listen. Those chickens haven't hatched yet, bitch. (laughs) I've got, I think, a good segue here because my next pop-up is actually about two best friends who have a podcast. What? But it's a very different kind. So the podcast is called Call Your Girlfriend. And it is two women who are best friends who call each other over Skype. That's funny. It reminds me of the Robin song, Call Your Girlfriend. They play that. They have like a remix slow version of it that they play as their theme song. It's a great, it's actually a really cool version of the song. Um, But look, the content of this is not light and fluffy. These are two um, politically outspoken, incredibly well-informed and incredibly thoughtful and... Just, look, smart bitches who talk to each other about the serious things that are going on in the world. Okay. So last week's episode was called Buffet of Horrors. Uh Because if you're paying attention to what's going on politically and uh, particularly, I'm referring to south of the border or at the border right now. Look, I um, can't quite go there, but they do on this podcast, Buffet of Horrors. Um, I learned a lot from it that's really, uh, I find, uh, valuable and important. Mm-hmm. I've been reading what I read yeah. um, in my outlets, but it, their uh, opinions on it were uh, very, pre- I appreciated them. I think that they enlightened me and opened me to some things. Um, 
I, I think you could probably guess by now that they are both of a very liberal standpoint, yeah. and hashtag fuck Trump will be uh-huh. said plenty of times on that show, and, uh, you know, or Cheeto president, or <laughs> however they refer to him, and I'm behind it. They do speak in, in young woman's colloquialisms, yeah. you know, it's not completely above your head, yeah. but you're, it's almost um, like a fake out, because they will speak in likes and this is and that's, but then they say something, you're like, what, bitch, say that again, that went over my head. Kind of like Elle Woods. Now that she's been to law school, it doesn't stop her from being Elle Woods, but she's smart as hell. Right. Um, but this particular episode, they they get in that topic pretty deep, but they do spend their last 15 to 20 minutes getting into anxiety and depression. Okay. Um, one of the hosts uh, suffers from uh, a depression disorder, and the other host doesn't. And they were talking about what it must be like, you know, the one that doesn't, and she knows that so many people in her life do, and how your brain is trapped into that, and then the person that is suffering with it doesn't understand how your brain isn't. Yeah. And very real, honest girlfriend conversation. Yeah. That we, we have were conversations really... like that all the time mm-hmm. where we just are have different experiences and yeah. stuff like that, and it's just like, okay, I don't get it, but tell me more. Right. It was very vulnerable, very open, and um, again, a very well thought out discussion. Yeah. Um, they didn't say anything that made me cringe, like, oh, come on, ladies, do better. Yeah. They really, I think, handled their material um, seriously, uh-huh. but in a way that's entertaining to listen to and still really informative. So call your girlfriend. I highly recommend. Awesome. Real quick story, though. Oh, After yeah. I listened to Call Your Girlfriend, I was like, oh, God, I need something light. Mm-hmm. After that, so I turned on Bachelor Nation, which yeah. is one of the Bachelor recap shows. And the girl host went into 20 minutes of Lincoln and sexual assault in America. And I was like, <laughs> come on. Girl needs to laugh in this car. I was that's on a car what? trip. And I'm like, please, someone tell a fuck joke. Right. That's when I go straight over to Spotify and like <laughs> find one of my playlists. Right. Like, I need country music. I need something. I like... need to watch what crappens. But I listened to them all from the shows yes. that I watched. Anyway, I thought that was funny, but that's my pop-up for Call Your Girlfriend. Awesome. Well, let's keep the train rolling yep. with two female hosts. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've talked about, God, what was it called back in the day? Oh, The Morning Breath, mm-hmm. hosted by Jackie Oshry and um, Claudia Oshry. I mean, she's sure. married. I don't remember her last name. Mm-hmm. So it's Girl with No Job and her sister, Jackie O. Problems. And um, if you want to check out why that show is no longer The Morning Breath and is The Morning Toast... I highly recommend going over to our Patreon. Amy and I did a deep dive into what it means when you do something when you're young and how it comes back to bite you in the butt and maybe you lose your podcast over it. Yeah. So the girls um, did go away for about a month or so and came back with the morning toast. And um, same kind of concept, five stories just to keep you going. As they call it, it's the millennials view. You know, here's the things that we think you should care about. You know, that Chloe is clapping back at her haters. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just fun, lighthearted stuff. And it's definitely for young women, the millennials, but I do love to take a listen every now and then. And the other day, I was really excited because they were having on a guest. And so for the first time, the show wasn't going to be broadcast on YouTube. It was a true podcast because they could their guest couldn't be on TV. Hey, now. Yes. And their guest is named NT, E-N-T-Y, which is short for entertainment lawyer. Okay. And so um, he is the owner of a website called... Crazy Day and Night, or Crazy Days and Nights, and it is a complete celebrity blinds website. Okay. And he's hosted it for over 12 years. So, a celebrity blind. I know I've been reading them for years and love them. You How much do you know? You've taught me what they are, so teach the, teach the rewinders. So, a celebrity blind is like when a gossip columnist either doesn't have enough evidence to support a claim or doesn't want to get sued by the celebrity. They give mild clues to the celebrity's identity on the gossip item. 
So, for example, I went and found one. Uh-huh. See if you can guess it. Okay, okay, fun game. Yes. This former A-list, mostly television actress from a mm-hmm. now-defunct hit comedy is probably A-B-plus list, mostly movie actress. She says that this A-B-plus <laughs> list writer-actor, all of you know, spent three weeks chatting her up and doing everything he could to hook up with her. She finally hooked up with him, and within 30 minutes after, he had her out the door and has ghosted her ever since. Okay. So, I think that the actor is Justin Theroux, um, because I know he's newly single, and he's fucking around in New York, and he's a writer-slash-actor, so she just came off a big sitcom, but she's mostly a movie actress, you say? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I want to say Kristen Bell, but her show's still on, and she's married to Dax Shepard. Correct. Um, um, think not... Yeah, give me a hint. Okay, so... Um, Do you know for sure who uh-huh, we're talking yeah. about? Okay. Um... The comedy show she was on, think The Office, 30 uh-huh. Rock, but maybe another Parks one. Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. It's Amy Poehler? No, younger. Um, Rashida Jones? No, younger. Oh. But close. The, the one that's bi? What's her name that I hate? Aubrey Plaza? Is she bi? Yeah, she came out as bi or gender fluid maybe uh, or I, I don't know. I think she's a bitch, but anyhow. Anyway, yes. so Aubrey Plaza fucked Justin Thoreau and now he ghosted her. Uh-huh. Got there, did it. <laughs> But that article can always say, only say this actress and this yep. actor-director or actor-writer-director. So they're always going to give some kind of clues. Like, this B-rate reality star who wouldn't be anything without her famous sister. So you're going to be like, oh, it's going to be a Kardashian somewhere down the gotcha. line. And so they had Enti on. And we're just like, we're obsessed with you. Tell us everything. And so like I said, he's been doing this for 12 years. Celebrity Blinds. This okay. one website, Crazy Days and Nights. And so he said mainly he gets a lot of his celebrity information from people on movie sets. PAs. Producers think people who are always spoiling things over at um, Reality Steve, if you will. But what he said is that he has a very, very A-list couple who give him a lot of information. And they, whatever they both do, they can basically go to any award show. We're talking music, TV, movies. They are our front and center all of the time. And so the girls were trying to guess who it was. And of course, he's like, you can guess. I'm not going to tell you. So someone's a musician and or like a host of music shows, and someone is an actor. Mm-hmm, who probably does TV and movies. Okay. So, I don't know, speculation. They think Keith Urban and, and Nicole Kidman. That fits. Right? That, that fits. totally fits. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend fit, but... They're even going to, like, Teen Choice stuff because he's on American Idol, or was. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's what he said. That, like, for the most part, you know, he said that he won't print something unless he thinks it's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, for example, if he hears, you know, something about Selena Gomez doing drugs, again, allegedly, (laughs) he's not going to print the one thing that he hears, but when he gets that from 12 different people over the course of a week or two, it's like, okay, this is credible and probably absolutely happening, and then I will almost say, like journalistic integrity. I know. Which is a weird thing nowadays. So strange. In a fake For news world. Sure. I know. But I will say they go on to have some serious deep combos about conspiracies in Hollywood that mm. I'm kind of I don't want there to be conspiracies in Hollywood, so I don't want to say I'm here for it, but I'm definitely understanding what they're talking about. There was like a big producer over at Nickelodeon named Dan Schneider, who did who did all of the TV shows everyone loved back in the day, iCarly. Um whatever that Britney Spears sister one was on. <laughs> yeah, all they of the Vine show, younger people. Um, and how there's a rumor that he's probably Jamie Lynn Spears' baby daddy because oh, he was known for Ooh. doing not good stuff. No. And how, um, gross. I talked about it there, you know, Puck from Glee was had a whole child porn situation going on, went to jail, but then 
killed himself, but then the coroner reports came out that said he had defensive wounds. Mm -hmm. There's all these conspiracy theories going out there about these rings in Hollywood. So they kind of dive deep into that. I don't really have enough information because I haven't spent my time researching them. (laughs) But I highly suggest if you are into any kind of celebrity gossip and these blinds to check it out. And then what was really fun, they said, is that so he will post these blinds and then another Twitter page called John Doe with like seven digits after it. We'll take a news article that finally launches, like, oh, Justin and Selena are back together, and go grab the blind that mm-hmm. he posted and put them up and be like, gotcha. here's Selena. everything linking. And people guess in the comments all the time, so that's how you know who the blind is about. Yep. It's just so fun. Are you saying check out the website or listen to this episode I of the think podcast? you should do all of the above. Go listen to the podcast. And what's the title of that episode? Crazy Toasts and Nights. Okay. So you can go check it out. Um, they are not in Stitcher. So they are on CastBox if you're on Android or in the iTunes store in their podcast app. Um, and then if you're interested in the blinds, go check out crazydaysandnights.com. Correct. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. Okay. That was fun. All right. I think you need to pop open another beer. I think I probably do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. We want to take a quick second and shout out to our Patreon subscribers. That's right. Let's start with our intro rewinder, Sandy Randolph. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Exactly. We also have a professional rewinder, and that is April Valdez. Shout out to April and her crew at Salon Bon Tempo. You can find them on Instagram at Salon Bon Tempo. And if you live in Orlando, be sure to check out April. She's an amazing hairstylist. What they're doing over there is awesome. So thanks, ladies, for listening. We love April and Salon Bon Tempo, and we would love to shout out you next week. So come on over to Patreon.com for as little as a dollar an episode. So cheap. So cheap. What's a dollar? You can join us. You can be a rewinder, and you will have exclusive access to our bonus episodes. So over to Patreon.com slash Podcast Rewind and rewind with us. Awesome. All right. Let's get back into the episode. Hey everybody, we are back, and Amy, what do you have? I am going to talk about a true crime podcast this week. Get in that lane, girlfriend. Right. I've never talked about this show on here before, but I've actually been listening to it since basically the beginning of listening to podcasts. Okay. Um, Did this one pop your virgin? No, that was definitely my favorite murder. Oh, okay. Um, In a podcast way, anyway. (laughs) that's what everybody thought I meant (laughs) yeah so this podcast is a lot different than a lot of the ones that I listen to in the sense that it's a lot more dry Uh, but it it tries to have fun it's kind of it's it's called True Crime Brewery it's hosted by a married couple Dick and Jill Um, they're both definitely both a little bit older Um, Dick I think is a retired doctor because he can really get into like medical examiner stuff when they're talking about evidence and she's got a lot more of some sort of psychological background uh-huh. because she really likes to get into people's thought processes and mental disorders when they're talking. Cool. Right. And they are, look, they are very well informed when they do their cases. It's like they have read every news article out there. They've read the police reports. They've read the medical examiner's reports. So you really get a full sense of these crimes. Uh-huh. But like I said, they're really dry but they also drink while they podcast. So it's called True Crime Brewery because they record in a small brewery in where Fun. in their hometown. Um, they always you hear them crack their beer, you hear them pour, pour. and then she goes, Let's on let's go down to the quiet end. And they move to like I think it's part of the brewery where they get set up to record. And they always pick a beer from the location where this um, crime happened. 
So they'll talk nice. about that region and why this beer tastes. I mean, you get a little beer history lesson for a minute. Then he tells you about the malty flavors of the beer and all that. The and notes then, of the hops. Right. And then they get into the story. So here's the, here's one thing that I do really like about this podcast that I think is a, a taste thing, whether you like it or not, is they tell you straight up who died when and who did it. Oh, okay. And then they go back to the beginning and dive to deep. Yeah, how did we get there? Okay. So that's how I'll tell this episode to you guys. Okay. Okay? So this episode is a, a triangle of Louvre, uh-huh. which end up deadly pretty often. Yep. And the title is Murder, Actually. The Texas Cadet Murder. Okay. So, on December 3rd, 1995, the body of Adrian Jones is found, two shots to the head, and most of the left side of her head caved in. Oh. So, she got it done pretty well. Um, this was in Mansfield, Texas, where Adrian was a 16-year-old, very popular, very involved girl who had lots of boys to flirt with. It was very clear from the way her body was found that she knew her attackers. There wasn't, a, uh, there were no self defense wounds, and no one had broken into her house. She had clearly snuck out after her parents went to yeah. sleep to um, to go hang out with her attackers. And it wasn't until the fall of 1996, almost a full year later, that David Graham and Diane Zamora were arrested for her murder. Um, they were high school sweethearts engaged to be married. He, at the time, was an Air Force cadet in her his first year, and she was a Navy cadet uh, in school at Annapolis. Okay. And they went unsuspected for so long until uh, one night, Diane, for unknown reasons really, started bragging to her roommates in Annapolis that she and her boyfriend had killed a girl back in Texas, and that they did it because the girl was a tramp who slept with her boyfriend and deserved it. And if she had to do it again... She would. Brick. So that's the story. <laughs> All I can think of is Brick killed a guy. Brick killed a guy. <laughs> right. So that's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's what those girls are thinking. Like, like Diane killed a girl. <laughs> Diane, are you dreaming? Are you telling a story? Diane's like, no, straight up, I did this. My boyfriend and I love each other that much. Mm-hmm. I will spit out my drink. Yeah. What? You did a little spit take. So that's what happened. Do you want to find out how we fucking got there? I guess. All right. So who is Diane? She's a very religious, very good student who came from a cold family. And um, her dad was caught by her with his mistress at one point. And after that point, she and her mother became more like best friends rather than a mother-daughter situation. Because her mother, while she stayed with her father because of the Catholicism, uh, strong sense in the family... Hated her father for this yeah. and let, got Diane to team up with her against dad. Dad lost his business at one point and the family was homeless, moving around, were oh. evicted often. But by Diane maintained her studies this entire time. She graduated in the top of her class. Um, and she at one point became, well, when she was 13, she joined um, the Civic Air Patrol where she met David Graham. David was also from kind of a tough family, and his mother had recently just up and left the family with a note on the kitchen counter. Oh, shit. Um, A lot of people in the neighborhood were saying it's because she didn't love his dad anymore, but other people said David was 6'3", a big guy, and had violent tendencies, and mom couldn't be around him anymore and took off. So he has also joined the Civic Air Patrol, and the two of them are a young couple 
They fall in love in that teenage obsessive way with one another. They're very clingy and very intense with one another, and it turns toxic and it turns violent. So they will get into these screaming matches, and obviously he's a lot bigger than her, but she will go nuts and uh, attack him back. But they are so in love, and they stay together. And while they're in high school, they even claim that they're engaged to one another. Oh, God. And after they get engaged, so is told the story, you know, later on when things come out, Diane agrees to have sex with David. Now, because of her religious upbringing, of course, she was saving herself for marriage. Yeah, but if she's going to marry this one. But she's going to marry David and be with him forever. So, you know, what's what's a few months or however long? So she and David begin having sex. And then this is all according to her later Uh on. Um, He became very demanding of multiple times a day. And if she (laughs) refused, he would, you know, like strike her and threaten her with a gun and all of these things. But she still, she loved him. She uh-huh. loved him a lot, and they were definitely together. So David and Diane actually go to separate high schools, but they know each other from the uh, Civic Air Patrol that they, yeah. they both work at in high school. But David, at his high school, is on the cross-country team, and so is Adrian Jones. Ooh. So uh, on a cross-country meet, David and Adrian happen to sit on the bus to- together on the bus yeah. on the ride home. And for unknown reasons, really, David offers Adrian a ride home from the school after the after the bus trip is over, and they have sex in his car. Oh. Don't know why, but then he drops her off. Things between he and Adrian are pretty okay. Um, but then, according to Diane, he didn't say anything for a few weeks, but she could tell something was different. <laughs> he gave her, all of a sudden, flowers and candy. It was just real nice to Diane uh-huh. again. It took a few weeks, but he confessed to Diane. He broke down and said, I had sex with someone else. And Diane loses her ever-loving shit. She starts screaming. She starts beating her own head against (gasps) the floor, saying, I can't live. You are my one good thing in life. You are all I have. We were supposed to be together forever. I can't be with anybody else because I've given myself to you. So without you, I have to die. And he's like, no, stop. Don't do this. I love you. What can I do to show you that I love you? Oh, no. Diane says, the only way for us to continue to be together and make this not count anymore, we have to kill Adrian. And David's like, well, I see your point, babe. Yeah. So they start to put the plan together. So, okay, clearly at this point, if you step back and think about it, Look, they've come from bad situations. Yeah, of course. Nature versus nurture. Who knows how psychotic either of them were, but they are clearly behaving in a psychotic way. Yes. They're also teenagers and their brains aren't fully formed to be making these types of decisions. Yeah. Not that you're ever in a good place when you actively (laughs) first degree decide to murder. Correct. But anyway, this becomes their plan. Adrian was a really good girl. She had a job. She was involved in her community. She obviously had a sport. She also had a boyfriend at this time. Oh. Her parents were very strict and wouldn't allow her out of the house, but she was allowed to talk to her boyfriend late, I guess, on this particular night um, because he was on a trip with his family and the parents liked the boyfriend. She was allowed okay. to talk to him late for whatever reason. And then again, for unknown reasons, knowing how good of a girl she was, David calls her very late that night after she talked to the boyfriend and said, I really need to see you. Will you sneak out of your house and come meet me? And Adrian agreed. And then she did sneak out of her house. So David has pulled up to her house with Diane hiding in the back seat of the car. 
And he gets Adrian into the front seat with him, drives about 20 minutes away to, like, a farm area. And Adrian, again, for unknown reasons, she doesn't know Diane is in the car, so she kind of starts putting the moves on David and tries to kiss him. And this is where Diane, who is not known for keeping her cool, pops up and is like, bitch, what are you doing? And Adrian's like, oh, my God. Okay, so now that you're here, i got to let you know I've been feeling really bad about having sex with your boyfriend. Like, I'm uh-huh. so sorry. But when she says out loud, I had sex with your boyfriend, Diane cannot with it. And so she grabs a big hand weight from the back seat that they had meant to no. use anyway and fucking just smashes oh. Adrian's skull in. Adrian, whose skull is caved in, Gets out of the car and runs. Oh, my God. Go, girl, go. Run. Well, she doesn't make it very far. And she collapses down um, kind of by an embankment. And David had gotten out of the car and followed her. And then came back to the car and said, okay, Diane, she's dead. It's okay. And Diane is like, well, we got to make sure. And I have this gun right here. So I think they all think it's David that went out and put the two shots in Adrian's head to make for sure that she was going to pass, but later on they will contest who did what of in course. those moments. So anyway, so they do this. They dispose of the body by just dumping it in a field. They didn't really try to hide it. But then David and Diane go on with their lives, and they don't say shit to anybody. They to, they have, they're still engaged. They're like, we took care of what we need to take care of, and now we're in love, and everything is going to be fine. So Adrian is found the next morning by the owner of the farm. Yeah. And... Obviously, the police start to investigate who killed Adrian. Yeah. David and Diane are nowhere on the radar. It did not get out at school that David and Adrian had had sex. Nobody knew. He, in fact, even attended a private um, memorial that the cross-country team threw for Adrian and her family. That's disgusting. And they did have suspects. So Adrian had, like, a known contention with this other girl who had threatened to kill her in front of a bunch of other people. And she had a stalker. She had a guy named Brian who uh, people knew was mentally unwell and was, like, in therapy and taking medication for not being well, who who would show up at Adrian's work pretty often and made it known that he had um, a crush on her. So he was actually arrested and, like, big time arrested. The SWAT team broke into his house at 2 a.m. arrested. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. And he was in custody for three weeks. And he passed several, um, multiple polygraphs, and there was really no evidence connecting him to yeah. the crime. Even though he didn't have an alibi, he couldn't remember where he was the night that it happened, which is kind of where they got off arresting yeah. him. But they eventually had to let him go. There was no case. So the case is starting to go cold. David and Diane now go away to boot camp. He goes into the Air Force, and she goes into the Navy. Uh-huh. And they have become now separated for the first time ever, but they still, you know, say that they're very much together yeah. and that they're in love. And she's writing him letters all the time. She misses him so badly. And I think she starts to kind of build this up, this, like, I don't think she's hearing back from him as much as she thinks that she should. And I think she starts needing to convince herself that their relationship is healthy and good. Yeah. And that's why one night she's hanging out with her roommates and she's telling them, my boyfriend is so amazing. We are so much in love. Nothing could ever, ever, ever pull us apart. And you know why? We have this inseparable bond because we killed a woman together. And the roommates were like, I'm sorry, what? What? Excuse you? You did what now? Um, and she was like, yeah, we we killed this woman, but she deserved it because she was a um, she was a slut. She slept with my boyfriend, and if I had to do it again, I would. 
And now they they stopped Jill and Dick or Dick and Jill, the host of the of the podcast, stopped and talked. Remember how close she was with her mother, yeah. who had been cheated on, and adultery to them is like in the the, yeah. the ten um, commandments. Commandments like. They're all even in uh-huh. their book. So murdering is not worse than having slept with nope. her boyfriend in her book. Yep. And she claims to her roommates that her mother knows that she did this. And her mother said, well, you've just got to keep praying and you have to make sure it works with David. What? Mm-hmm. Just pray. Just pray. It's going to be all right. And now you and David will have to be together forever. You you guys have committed to this. Stop it. No. It's I mean, everyone up. is fucking psycho yes. in this story. So, obviously, the roommates don't sleep well that night. I wouldn't have slept there. <laughs> but they uh, report it to the Navy immediately. Uh-huh. Um, the Navy calls up Fort Worth, a Mansfield area yep. in Texas, and say, hey. You got a David yeah, out there? You got, well, you have an unsolved murder of a woman uh, about 16. They're like, yes, we do. And then uh, David and Diane did it. So, they both get picked up. David fails his polygraph immediately. Yeah. Is coerced into confessing the night that he gets picked up. Um, claims that they just wanted to talk and Diane made him murder. And then Diane is arrested and for these two who were so in love and committed to each other fucking sold each other down the river. She did it. No, he did it. No, she did it. And long story short, uh, they were both facing the death sentence but actually Adrian's family stepped in and said, we don't want that. We don't want more death resulting from our daughters. So uh, David and Diane, despite blaming one another, were both convicted and currently serving life in prison in Texas. Good. No parole. Good. So there you go. That was True Crime Brewery. Murder Actually. That is insane. Mm -hmm. Girls be crazy. Bitches be cray, yo. Bitches be crazy. Well, it's so funny that you brought that murder up. (laughs) Is it now? Well, it's not, like, new and different. I'm just saying, funny, haha, funny, ironic. Okay. So, um, the last two days at work, I have been in like two day work sessions and learning a new program management concept. My brain's a little on the mush side, like you said, hot Hot messes. Yeah, I was in a freezing cold room, but like just so much information is in my brain right now. But we were talking a lot about different styles of leadership and like you know how to lead certain projects and um. Watch this really cool YouTube video by David Marquette. And he was the commander of the nuclear submarine Santa Fe. So, Navy. Navy. Exactly. So, I mean, like, oh, I can kind of spin this over a little bit. And so, we learned all about him and his leadership style. And I was like, I have to know so much more. So, I found a podcast that he was on. And the podcast is called Follow My Lead. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to tell you a little bit about David because he's amazing. Okay. So like I said, he's a command, like, at his highest rate that we know, um, he's a commander of the nuclear submarine, the Santa Fe. And then um, during a drill one day, he realized, like, shit's not going right on my sub. Like, I have to stop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so he creates a whole new way of leadership that just, like, blows things out of the water. He ends up <laughs> writing a book called Turn the Ship Around, Turning Followers into Leader. And this is like intent-based leadership. Mm-hmm. So it goes back into 1981. He was um, graduated the Naval Academy and got into the Navy because he was visiting his grandparents in Pittsburgh and just kind of wandered down to like the library and started reading books about the Navy and then read every single volume about the Navy, 58,000 pages. Oh, that's dedication. In a summer. Mm-hmm. And was like, I'm going into the Navy. So he graduated from the Naval Academy in 1981 and joined the submarine force. But, like, in the Navy, there's this concept of, like, a leader follow model. I tell you what to do. 
you go do it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of similar in business sometimes and is not great. So um, he was selected to be the captain of the USS Olympia, which was a nuclear-powered attack submarine. And so he knew he was going to get that ship, like, within a year. So he studied up. Like, every sub has different ways of working. Sure. And so he was just like, I got to know everything that I can about it. Well, then, what do you know? The captain of the USS Santa Fe is like, I fucking can't do this anymore, and quits. Uh-huh. And so, like, hey, David, here's the Santa Fe. And he was like, what? It's the, it's the worst-performing sub in the history oh. of the Navy. And they were like, yep, yeah, that's your ship. You wanted to be a captain. From a morale perspective or like a everything. maintenance? Everything, everything goes wrong it's on the It's the worst Santa ship Fe. in the entire history of the Navy. Like, it's awful. And so he was just like, great. We didn't know the ship, and I don't know, like, I just studied where all the bathrooms were over here, and now they're in a different place over here. Just, like, every <laughs> little thing just worked differently. So, like I said, one month in, during a drill, captain gives an order to ahead two-thirds. And so his officer on deck goes, ahead two-thirds. And then Dave's like, nothing, like, nothing's happening. And he was like, ahead two-thirds. And his officer like, was like, ahead two-thirds? And he's like, dude, why aren't you doing the order I gave you? And he was like, we don't. That for like what you're asking me to do, we don't do on the ship. We don't. Our engines won't work like that. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Well, then why the fuck did you repeat after me?" And he was like, "You're the captain. I mm. have to." And he was like, "Holy shit! Like if people are willing to just repeat after me because I'm the captain, we could really fuck up. And it could sure. be a massive catastrophe." So then he was just like, "Okay, you know what? Got everybody into a room, like his major officers, and was just like, what do I need to know?'" Tell me everything I need to know about this ship. And they just were like, okay. And they're starting to figure out, like, the right ways to tell him. And then somebody was just like, how about you just shut up? We know this ship. (laughs) You don't know this ship. How about we tell you how this works and what we need to do and what we need from you as a captain? And he was like, oh, okay. Like, I can get behind this. And so that is kind of how this, like, whole intent leadership became so he would really start to encourage them to own everything that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be like, Captain, I intend to turn the sub right at 90-degree angle. He'd be like, okay, great. I accept. Is it safe to do that? And they'd be like, oh, yes, no, I, it's safe because here's all my checklists. He'd be like, great. Is it right to do that? Is that what we <laughs> should be doing? And they'd be like, yeah, it's right because it's in the orders. We sure. need to get to Hawaii, so we need to make the right. Force them to think it through. Exactly. And so it just created this whole opportunity for everybody to own their own job, all the way down to, like, the guys cleaning up the engines. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was truly owning every single thing. And so it got to the point where the USS Santa Fe became, received the highest retention and operational standings in the Navy. All right. Ever. Not that month. Not that year. No sub. Not employed a month. Ever operated at that high level. Awesome. And so Stephen R. Covey, does that name sound familiar to you? Not really. He uh, wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, never read it. Oh, okay. Well, you know the book that I'm talking about. Yes. Um, Good read. So he actually was like hearing what was happening on the ship and came aboard and studied what everybody was doing. And he called the ship the most empowering organization he had ever seen. And in fact, he ended up writing a book called The Eighth Habit. Oh, and yeah? pretty much had it all about this new style of leadership. Cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So then after um, Captain David Marquette, after his departure from the Santa Fe, the ship continued to win awards and promote more officers and listed men to increase responsibility than any other sub, solely because of this new model. 
So he retired in 2009, and like I said, he wrote the book, Turn the Ship Around, a true story of turning followers into leaders. And Fortune Magazine named it the best how-to manual anywhere for managers on challenging and training and driving flawless execution. I mean, I think the man knows what he's doing. Oh, right. Yeah. So I should like, read that. Right? It's so good. So, But then, like I said, there's this great YouTube video on his website that he talks about that whole full process of getting his team on board. And you hear him like definitely kind of giving like a TED Talk conversation. But what's so cool is a guy is um, doing a cartoon while it's all happening. So while he's talking, you see him being drawn. Uh-huh. And then like officers pop oh, cool. up and like having these conversations. It was really great. But so then, like I said, he was on Follow My Lead, Season 10, Episode 5, and I think it was back in September of 2017. Okay. And so it's just an amazing podcast listening to one of the best leaders just quotes out the ass. Like, if you want a motivational quote, this is your podcast (laughs) to go to. If you're looking to just get, like, a shot of endorphins for work or, you know what I mean, just need that, like, rejuvenation. Like, this is going to be a really great podcast. He actually goes on to talk about the Concordia ship. Do you remember that? The ship that tipped over in Italy a couple Fuck years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Right? And so, I was on a ship at the time, and yes. I was scaredies. Yeah, and so he said, you know, it was well known that he was a horrible captain. He would leave the bridge. He was a show and he would, Yep, mm-hmm. flirt with people. Jumped off the ship first, I think, after mm-hmm. he tipped it over and yep. got the hell out. And so what he said is... Yeah, he's a bad captain, but who let him be captain? Mm-hmm. Who We can yell at him, but who the fuck let him have a ship? Who allowed him to behave this way? How did his team yeah. not flag up to somebody else? And that's what we need to do when it comes to leadership. We need to be asking those kinds of questions. So, um, like I said, there were just so many really great quotes. So it was just like, if your people just need to be told what to do, then they are easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. And because back in the day, we all know the phrase, like, all hands on deck, or we'll have an all hands meeting, and that just means sure. everybody comes together. And he said, that's because back in the day, you were hired to a job based on your hands. What was your handiwork? Or mm. Could you lift things? He was like, we need to switch our mindset. It needs to be like an all minds on deck, like an all minds meeting. Like, everybody bring your brain. We need to be thinkers. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was just saying, like, changing your thinking, like, hire for brains and thinking of a moral level. And he just kept going on to say, like, thinking humans rarely are do horrible thinking. So if you're tasking uh, someone like to that. think, you're rarely ever going to do anything bad. It was so amazing. And at one point in time during the video in class, I watched everybody just, like, scribbling down something and he said it again on the podcast and it was just take control and attack and attract followers give control and create leaders and it was just yeah of course and so the podcast goes on he's got a lot of great thoughts about how like Jesus really changed some minds like what a great leader (laughs) you know what I mean and just going on and on it was such a cool podcast but um I know we don't talk about businessy podcasts here too often, mm-hmm. but um, I thought I would mix it up and throw it into the mix tonight for everybody to listen to. Good job. Yes, as I, you're driving into work. I'm into that TED Talk for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just really great a way of thinking. Like, we've all had managers, mm-hmm. but when you have a leader, you feel so empowered yeah. to do your job. But when somebody is coming down on you and checking on you and it's like, listen, I know my job better than you do. I don't know your job. You yeah. do yours. I'll do mine. I'll come to you when I need you. Yeah. So, yeah. It was really good. Awesome. Yay. All right. Episode 34. I've cooled down. I, I am glad to hear that. I feel more chill in my mind yeah. also. Do you feel like you had a great time giving everybody some amazing podcasts to listen to? I do. 
Now it's time to turn this off and go freak out about all the shit I have to do tomorrow. Oh, just take a calm tea and ease your mind. <laughs> Probably more of these high stuffers. Yes, exactly. But like we said, it was a lovely bringing you guys podcasts in episode 34. We cannot wait to do it again next week. Sooner rather than later. Sooner rather than later. If we get back on schedule, then we'll be back in these chairs in four days. Schedule. <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful day, guys. Don't forget to check us out on our socials. Go check us out on Patreon. And no matter what you do... Do not forget to be kind and rewind. Bye, guys. Bye.